0: I. V. M.
1: This is Vineet Kanabar, Live on Tape. You're listening to Storytellers and Sellers on the IVM Podcast Network. Today, we're talking to you about pride. I grew up on the internet back home in Nagpur. First dial-up and then broadband were sort of my windows to the world. It is where I developed a taste for music, downloaded movies, TV shows, and generally got an education outside of what was up in textbooks. Uh, now, one of the features of the internet that, uh, is that it is niche at scale, which means um, if there is something that you're interested in, chances are there are more people interested in it and that you will find it and your community around it on the internet. And it is this representative nature of the internet that has made inclusivity and representation two of the central tenets of how we view the world in the 21st century. There is wider awareness and desire for more authenticity in storytelling and entertainment on the Internet is amplifying voices from all corners of society. It's giving them a platform to create from underrepresented genders, classes, races and castes. Netflix has, one, has been one of the leaders in creating this space for diverse creative voices, both on screen and off it. Netflix is credited with creating more hashtag strong female leads in complex dramas like Orange is the New Black or She or Cool and bringing more black creators to the fore with strong black lead or doubling down on their support for LGBTQ characters with shows like Sacred Games, Queer Eye and RuPaul's Drag Race. Today, I'm sitting down with Srishti Arya, who is building the original content portfolio, especially from a film's point of view for Netflix in India. She's someone who comes with thousands of hours of Indian programming under her belt on TV and films. And she's the exec behind Netflix films like Ghost Stories, Chopsticks, Ye Ballet, Guilty, Muska, and more. Stick around to hear Shrishti tell us about how Netflix is bringing more diversity to storytelling, to the internet, and in India. Hi, shrishti Welcome to the show. Hi, Vinny. Thank you for having me. It's so glad um, to have someone from Netflix come down and talk to us about representation and inclusivity, uh, especially during Pride Month. So uh, really glad to have you here. Let me get you started by asking you something about what it is that you do at Netflix. I don't think everyone really understands what, what development is or what uh, how it's important in the process of production. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that?
0: Yeah, I work on original film from the creative side, uh, as in I have the opportunity to uh, See the material that is sent to us, whether it's a completed film on a rare occasion, but mostly like concepts, ideas, uh, interact with writers, directors, uh, and farm for uh, stories, you know, that uh, we think uh, would be of interest to our subscribers. Uh, The cornerstone of our business is to bring all our members great joy. And uh, we try to make sure that whatever mood you're in, you will find something on Netflix to watch.
1: That's uh, my personal experience with Netflix reflects that. Uh, I am My wife and I are massive consumers, I think. Um, mm-hmm. We ended up watching Hollywood, I think, what, six episodes out of seven last night? Uh, again, <laughs> beautiful show. show. Uh, yeah, great show, great message. Uh, I think great microcosm for what Netflix is also trying to do with the entertainment space. But, but we'll come to that. Staying with your experience uh, for creating for first the silver screen, then the TV screen, now kind of for any screen. How has your sort of views on the stories you choose or the stories you choose to develop and work with, how's that evolved? How's that changed? I know it's a lot to cover probably in a short podcast, but um, uh, some highlights would would be something that my listeners would love to know.
0: You know, I've been fortunate enough to be part of the business for a very long time. And then when you get an opportunity like to work for Netflix, the exposure that you get, whether it is to uh, global content or to Indian creators and to know that, you know, India is a land of storytellers. Uh, All our... Our, our epics have been passed down to us as in the storytelling form we've had theater we've had music we've had writing forever and ever and it's just so natural to us and to know that we have this opportunity now on netflix to take our stories you know to the world like we believe that in netflix we believe that a great story can come from anywhere and go everywhere so that's something that we really um, work on i think knowing that a lot of it comes from yourself personally uh, That you are never in one frame of mind or you're never just, you know, there's just not one aspect to a person. There are several things that holistically make up where you are and where you are going to be. So the idea always for programming is to get as much diversity as possible. Uh, Like you said in the top of this is that, uh, you know, the opportunity on the internet is that although you can look at something that's a smaller, believed to be a niche kind of content, you can find the right people and you make sure that the right people uh, find the right content that would work for them, that would speak to them. Right. So the opportunity is exactly that. And what we find here at Netflix and what we try to do is to find true authentic storytellers and empower our creators to tell their best work in the best form that they choose to. So that's pretty much the prism of it. The idea is that if somebody has a story that they're so compelled that they can't hold back anymore and they really need to share it with the world, uh, this is where we are at. Uh, whether it's a comedy or a tragedy or it's something broader and more accessible or is it something that's really specific, whether it is you're in the mood to be challenged or you're in the mood to be just, you know, leaning back and having a good time without having to pay too much attention. So we try to make sure that there's something across for everything. And I think the success for us looks like finding that the person who comes into watch something finds exactly what they're looking for and experiences it in that way.
1: Absolutely. I think that's uh, central to retention and keeping the uh, viewers stay, staying on. With the platform, let me ask you this: since we're uh, since we we're talking about representation and inclusivity, there is a massive conversation, especially about the power that entertainment has over society, right? Many people would believe it's overstated. They believe um, that entertainment is only part of the conversation, but it's a massive part of the conversation, according to me. It's very similar to what Hollywood, the the web series on Netflix, also sort of tries to start a conversation, right? It may not be everything, but it is a significant part of it. I mean, there are a lot of variables that go into such a kind of programming makes making taking the right kind of decisions. For example, the choice of um, casting a cuckoo um, in the sacred games, right? Or um, the whole concept of a show like sex education, for example, right? Um, deals with very different parts of society and has a very different type of conversation for it, right? So naturally, I think the variables are vast and varied. Uh, how do you approach telling a story like this with authenticity, knowing the different variables that there are? Oh,
0: we lean on the fabulous creative talent that we have. Here in India, we have such amazing storytellers, some of them who've already put out work, some of them who are yet uh, to be able to share what they want with the rest of the world. So we lean very heavily on our creators. Our idea is to empower them to do their best work. And uh, that's where it all comes from. You know, all the authenticity comes from there. It is also Kubra playing... Cuckoo, for example, you know, her her choice, it's the way that, uh, you know, Vikram presented her. It is the way that Anura conceived her. So it's like a right. lot of things that come together. I think that a lot of representation on screen can also be kind of aided to be more authentic by having the, you know, being more inclusive off screen and getting the talent to be varied and to have different kinds of people with different mindsets to come in and uh, you know, partake in the conversation, that's when you get right. the real authentic conversation going. Because people are not coming from a point of view where they're talking about something that they've seen or something that they believe, but it comes from within them. You know, right. The belief system is theirs. Not everybody, like you said, believes in the same thing. And that, I think, is the beauty of diversity. But at the same time, I think to empower creators to come out there and do their best work is all that we can really try
1: to do. And that's lovely to hear. I think, um, I mean... Uh, it's always been a, a sort of creator first environment that Netflix tries to foster. It comes through to the fan and the viewer as well, and it's lovely to know that it's something that um, gets carried forward beyond just the um, the purview of the creation and IRL, so to speak, as well. Let me ask you this about a few more challenging aspects of of doing this in India, given uh, the storytelling landscape that India has, right? Diversity and inclusion. The dimensions could be language. Um, given the sheer range of languages that we have, could be backgrounds, caste, creed, etc. When faced with uh, stories coming from all of these backgrounds and as, as an exec who's working with so many stories, developing them, choosing which ones are right to tell at the right time, uh, with the right uh, voices, with the right cast. How do you decide what to pick for now and what to say, uh, put in development for a few years later? Is is that a conscious choice? Is that something that you guys try to do?
0: Maybe uh, I think the cornerstone is just about what it is that is bringing maximum conversation and maximum enjoyment for all our viewers, right? Uh, So we try to be conscious that we need to cover as many of the myriad aspects that are possible. Uh, You know, the variety and diversity of the slate is what is paramount in that sense. And also not to kind of program for yourself personally, but to program for anybody who could be out there. So there would be stuff that would not be uh, my choice on a Sunday afternoon, but it might be my choice on a Friday evening. Right. You know, so uh, to not kind of look at it only from the prism of your view. We, uh, When we get the stories, we try to also kind of keep a track and know that there shouldn't be something that our personal biases come into play and we are not looking at because that's not our orientation vis-a-vis so, like you know some some people like to watch more challenging grittier content but i mean like yeah. i personally do i love crime dramas but uh, that shouldn't become the single focus of it because i know that my son enjoys uh, rupaul's drag race you know and, i love, uh, I love RuPaul's drag race. i've watched everything because of him that's our family
1: time it's, it's, so, it's my family time I'm, I can't believe that's what that's what it is I mean that's <laughs> where there's common ground but my god RuPaul's Drag Race is amazing I think um, I love reality TV and in my opinion RuPaul's Drag Race is like the pinnacle the format has crystallized into beauty but I'm so sorry you can tell how much of it no no I
0: can totes go on and on and on <laughs> about it so you know I see the hope and the, the thing is that the way that you find something that's across somewhere else that has spoken so strongly to a family in India be it yours or mine, that one day that we'll have, uh, you know, films and uh, shows as well coming out of India that speak, you know, resonate that strongly with people across the globe and mostly make people feel part of the conversation by representing the right people, right? So whereas you're doing something as dramatically different as that, or then you take it to the uh, other extent and do something as simple and light as chopsticks or like say Muska, which is such a small story. You know, it's, it's just about a mother and a son and a son's aspirations. And in fact, if you think about that film, what was really interesting to us was that it's a first time director and writer and a first time producer as well. Uh, we had these two female, fantastic, dynamic female producers who came forward to, uh, you know, produce that content for us. And uh, the writer Neeraj had come to us with this material saying, I don't know how to make it, but this is a story I have to tell. And uh, so like, it was such a simple little story. But if you look at something like Guilty, it was a very complex form of storytelling, you know, right. and it had a very important message, you know, when we spoke about how it is that we judge sometimes people by our own view of it. And you don't really know the 360 right. of the whole situation. Or then you take a story that's like really important to tell like yeah Ballet, uh, which was uh, about these two. It was based on a true story of these two right. uh, boys that became ballerinas. Uh, you know, like to to my mind, that was a very important story to tell and put out there, knowing that it's not like necessarily the widest thing. And uh, the opportunity of being on a service like Netflix is that it does get access to people across right. and the right people get to sample that. Uh, like we've seen with Choked, you know. Choked has been a major revelation. It's doing super well for us. It's at heart the story between a husband and a wife. Have you watched right. it? No, I haven't yet. Actually. Oh, you should check it out because it's the story of, of, of a family in the, uh, of a man and his wife and in the middle of their own marriage, so to speak, as you're looking at, you know, scenes from a marriage, you have this momentous thing like uh, uh demonetization that happens. Right. And uh, it still remains at the core of it, the story of this woman and her husband. And uh, just life as we out. know it. Yeah, it It's a very different Anurag Kashyap actually. It's an Anurag Kashyap without uh, galis without bloodshed <laughs> and with a happy ending. I
1: look forward to <laughs> it and um, i I will definitely check it out. Um, and it was lovely to hear you talk about the different aspects of representation that are coming out through the uh, through the various titles that uh, that Netflix has done um, in India. I mean, what kind of response has the audience had when you're looking at putting out more representative stories? Like, for example, Ye Ballet. What, what What's the audience uh, response and reaction to that? Is, oh,
0: that we got like, a lot of love for that film. You know, obviously understanding that it is not like the broadest film uh, to go out there, but the kind of word of mouth and the love that we saw, especially on social, and seeing that right. uh, the experimenting in terms of the number of people who tried to watch it and you know, who actually went through and finished the film, it was uh, really exciting to see that when you try something like that, that also resonates as strongly as something that's more kind of mainstream and broad. Uh, now, next coming up is Bulbul. Um, which is uh, next week and uh, again we've tried something Uh, you know this the the, the beauty about Netflix is that we get the opportunity to tell so many stories in so many ways and uh, you know represent so much of not just the languages or the ethos of particular cultures but the people in it and what they stand for and what they mean. you know
1: I mean it's a very different way of approaching it. I think for me, the way it gets typified and it's it's another Netflix show that sort of typifies the Netflix approach to inclusivity. Again, I'm I'm not saying it's the best or the worst, but it's different in, in the way that you bring it out. Is for a show like Shits Creek, which has a lot of <laughs> sort of characters who are on the spectrum it never feels like their sexuality is what it's all about. It, it's a lot more normalized. It's a lot more about their lives, about the comedy that emerges from their lives. So it's a very different treatment. And I'm, I'm so glad to see shows in India uh, that will reflect it. I will definitely um, check out Choked. Tell me this, Rishi, though. I'm sure it's challenging. Not just to put these stories out there, but also to get them right. Uh, there's a lot of sensitivity that goes into it, right? What would you say are the top two or three challenges that you faced uh, when you're putting together something that is that is more inclusive than, than the fair that has been around in India for a while?
0: You know, we find that uh, if we are going to be telling something for the right reasons, uh, it always comes from the motivation of the creator, right? If the creator is coming there to express something that's important to them, or whether it is their own experience or the experience that they that has moved them in some way or form, then there's really not much to kind of, uh, I wouldn't say like watch out for in that sense. Sure. For sure. us, it's always paramount that we get the best content out in the best possible way for the right person. right? Because that's the, that's the part of our diversity, that not everything will speak to everyone every time. Right. Of course, right. we look for that elusive moment where something comes through and it just speaks to everybody at the same time. But uh, I think what I'm going to go back to, like what you were talking about, normalizing things, because that's something that's really important to me more than anything else. The thing about diversity is that it's not something that's going to appeal to everybody every time, all the time. But as long as we speak authentically to the people that it's uh, intended towards. And you find that if you tell a story in its true form, then it does move you whether you identify with it or not. right? And I'm also going to go back to what you were saying about the normalization you know and uh, the fact is that not everything has to be about somebody's sexuality or their political belief or about their physical appearance just the fact that you have a lot of representation in very regular circumstances that don't necessarily have something to do specifically with that you know it's like i'd say like for women for example like when you when you are when you have women characters and you know you have them in their spare time not knitting or cooking only but you also have them reading a newspaper. Mm -hmm. It's just normalizing the fact that there are more aspects to these women. Your gay best friend doesn't have to be the pushover, lipstick-wearing, nice boy. His sexuality is not necessarily required to be uh, front and center on that, right? It's
1: not his entire personality. Yes.
0: So the idea is to have it kind of 360, always. Not everybody from a particular region has to behave in a particular way. But it's important to have everybody around. Because that's how it is. And that's the lives that a lot of us have led. I mean, there are still people who come from far from corners that have a more kind of homogenous audience, but I'm a Mumbai city girl. So I've grown up without knowing that these are this is diverse, or this is an element of difference. You know, this is just how it was. I mean, we didn't know. Right. You wouldn't tell from people's names or by their looks whether you should be friends with them or not. They were just in a school. They were in a building. They were in the public transport with you.
1: I, mean, I, I, I hear you. I think uh, there's some something very beautiful that you put um, in there for um, anybody who's who's writing or planning to write or develop uh, something. that is. It's not about the facet you want to play up. It's not about making a point for the sake of making a point. It's about filling out a character, fleshing it out in the most... In the, in the most nuanced way possible for the audience to understand that this is one-dimensional gay best friend. Hai. This is someone. This is a character that has hopes and dreams and aspirations and likes and dislikes.
0: This is also something that I, I learned from, uh, from the experience of Guilty with Ruchi Naran, right? I remember we were all locked, like literally, like what you would say, locked and loaded, ready to go into shoot. And she came in and she said, I want to change uh, the name of the lawyer. And uh, I was like, why? She said, because I want to change his religion. And i said why and she said because it shouldn't matter and we don't have anybody from there and that didn't change his character or anything of the sort and it was a lesson you know we get to learn every day we work with such bright minds mm-hmm. and uh, you know they share all these experiences with us which is then our responsibility to take, take forward
1: absolutely i think um, there are obviously these are new perspectives to storytelling that come with trying to tell for a newer audience um, I mean the story just, you just told me about guilty uh, took me back to Hollywood again with the whole peg and meg uh, white god black people who haven't uh, watched it do take some time out and check it out on Netflix let me ask you this shristi i think there's a lot of a lot of turmoil um, especially when it comes to to hot topic issues in india as well right we're seeing sort of uh, partisan polar issues where inclusivity is a very important you know it's it's a, it's a bugbear at at some point right and often shows come out that are while trying to be representative often get sidetracked by people calling it a left-wing or a communist agenda or just trolls right the way they react to um, to shows and entertainment do you uh, do you keep i mean do you factor that in or how do you deal with that when you're trying to create is that something that plays on your mind about how it will be received uh, by sections who will maybe deliberately not get it
0: i think i'm going to take this back to the fact of the intention of the creator yeah, you're here right. to kind of empower the creator at all times, right? And if that intention is coming from a pure space, then generally you don't find anything, you know, people will react to things sometimes. Uh, it's unfortunate if it hasn't been translated with the right intention at that moment and we'll just try better. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we try harder to get it right. We know that there's nothing that we put out there ever that is intended to uh, misrepresent or to malign. Uh, those are the things that we are always mindful of. Right. Uh, and yet, uh, you know, I think we should have more for our representation for women who are around like me.
1: Absolutely. I, mean, I think uh, it's definitely something that more and more... Uh People are realizing right, that diversity is not just important from a, uh, from a telling perspective. Um, it's not just changing the landscape that we consume or changing the diet of entertainment that we consume, but uh, also from a, a commercial perspective, diversity is is more viable. So, I mean, there is no argument about uh, not having diversity either in the workplace or in the entertainment. I, I haven't ever come across an argument without it. But then there are always those people who will find, you know, a fault with it or an agenda. Oh, they have a comic agenda or whatever. Um, and I've seen it happen to a lot of shows recently. But it's great to see that Netflix backs its creators and the vision if the intent is is right there. Right? I think that's very important um, to ensure that these voices keep coming out, right? Otherwise, um, one bad incident or, or something like that and, and you know, we're set back five, ten years again. So great to see uh, Netflix backing the creators there. I want to ask you, this may not be something that's uh, that's that, that you do uh, directly every day, but there's a lot, lot of control that you have when you're producing something or green light. Or developing something, right? And then there's an entire set of titles that Netflix simply licenses or brings on board, right? And often the consumer can't tell the difference, right? Although the Netflix original yes. tag is there. Um, now, when the consumer is just like, him. And in Netflix," How do you translate those sensitivity principles? I mean, do you translate them into the licensing side of things as well to what titles you value bringing on board and stuff like that?
0: So we have this like super bright peer that I have called Pratiksha, who's been licensing some amazing content uh, for us. Uh, like, for example, we've seen a great re- response to this film called Akuni that we've just put out there uh you know have you seen it you must watch it no i I haven't haven't it's amazing and it's really doing so well it's so nice to see you know uh fresh completely fresh perspective uh then we put out this film called kamiya then we had what uh, what are the odds the idea is again it all goes back we all work on the principle of member joy right so for us it's all about what do you think that's going to appeal uh she can get go out there and buy it i get to do it from scratch uh, the series team gets to do it over eight episodes. So, but we're all just ex- essentially working towards the same thing, right? Uh, and what happens is that it gives us an opportunity to kind of look at everything more holistically and to enable the lacunas that anybody may have or the challenges of time or uh, just generally people have comfort stuff. Like We have a great license library in any case of like some of really big blockbuster films. And uh, we know that people go back to watching... Uh, uh, you know uh, their old Shah Rukh Khan favorites and uh, to go and watch all their old American favorites as comfort food.
1: You know, Absolutely. So we need to
0: have an offering of all that because going back to saying that whatever it is that you are in the mood for right now is what you will get.
1: No, so, I, I love the part where you said... Um, Pratiksha Rao from Twitter, ex Twitter. Uh, yes. great, great I'm so delighted the people we know come up while, we, while we're talking. So, mm-hmm. the way you put it with licensing um, uh, films and web series, everyone sort of joined at the hip. Um, and it kind of comes through, right? I mean, I've read the Netflix culture deck. Like, to learn and in my in my own team and my own life. That culture seems to permeate the organization as well, right? I mean um, if I look at stats from this website called Comparably, Comparably puts uh, organizations on a score uh, depending on their diversity and inclusion right? And Netflix on a, like at 83 on 100 on Comparably, right? What i want to ask you in leading up to or um, leading up with all of this is how do you do that um, in an organization, right? It's one of the hardest things to do uh, to build a culture that is inclusive, respectful, um, so that people more and more understand these as as a desire from within as opposed to hey this is what we need to do so these are the six principles of inclusion so how do you do that uh, and, and what are some of your favorite bits
0: you know uh that's actually amazing that you bring that up because there's no moment in time where uh, any of us have been given like a document and told that hey you're hiring someone so now that person needs to be xyz or there's no scorecard that you're keeping uh per se but i think this is something that really Hastings was very, very. Uh, I think has built a very strong culture within the company itself, and it's a lot of leading uh, by example, and a lot of modeling. I'm super proud to be part of an organization that takes up, uh, uh, you know, the opportunity to speak out for those whoever we can in the best, most respectful way. Uh, we try to do, like, even right now, um, it was a great moment of pride for me because having come from the other side recently into this corporate setup to see the way that we work with uh, in the in the COVID times in terms of, you know, we did our, uh, we did a little bit that, you know, uh, we did a fair bit, I'm going to say, uh, in terms of uh, what we put out for the workers and what we did aside from that for the workers working directly with us as well. So, but when we see that and you see that spontaneously, it's not something that you fight for. You realize that you are in a company that values this. Similarly, when we go to LA or we have anybody come down here, we see the diversity and the respectfulness with which everybody behaves. And it's just something that you kind of pick up. Uh, We are very particular, I think, about when we hire. There's a lot of uh, what we look for in terms of a culture fit in the company. Uh, as you've seen on those decks, and uh, the best part I think about Netflix is that there's a certain disbelief that people have from outside, saying this all sounds great, but how practicable is it? Uh, mm-hmm. I think we try to stay very close to it, and that in itself just ends up getting a bunch of people who genuinely believe in it. There is no place for, you know, it's never encouraged for us to kind of be unidimensional,
1: right? Right.
0: In anything That's- that we do
1: it's tremendous to hear i think uh, it's uh, to me personally there are a lot of principles in there uh, as an outsider that uh, that seem aspirational and and it's, it's great to see uh, people align to it without uh, sort of you know constant push with the HR push, so to speak, towards it. So that's that's really lovely to, to, to hear. Let me ask you this uh, and sort of my last question uh, from a future mapping perspective, right? I mean, in the US, uh, Netflix has started stuff like Strong Black Lead, uh, Strong Female Lead. Um, and these have become sort of The nucleus of diverse content kind of being created around, um, is is there something like that that you guys might be planning uh, for India? Uh, Is there something that you guys uh, have in the works? You
0: know what we're doing right now in India is actually building out our slate. So we Uh, are uh, fairly new in the journey compared to Netflix US. And uh, we have arrived at a point where in the US, the need to kind of focus and diversify with focus uh, is there we have a lot that we have learned already from the way that they've built out their slates right, right so if yeah. you see then uh, on on the on the film side as uh, you know this is something that has happened again organically i think just because of the thinking of the company per se that like 50% of the films that we have announced have got female uh, uh, creators either as producers or right. directors or as writers you know we have a strong focus on that we are going to be uh, we're going to uh, soon have a uh, cobalt blue coming out and, uh, cobalt blue is a book that was written 20 years ago by Sachin Kundalkar. Beautiful book, wonderful translation by Jerry Pinto. And uh, we're making a movie about that, which is uh, about uh, a young boy growing up in a sleepy town and uh, finding his sexuality and finding that it's not regular. Uh, So we have a lot of things that we we have learned from there that we can try to build alongside and hopefully we'll never have to get like super specific about uh, having Mm -hmm. these things. But Mm -hmm. as we build out our content library more, we will, I, I guess, start looking at uh, certain blind spots, which hopefully we will be keeping each other honest to and won't have too much of. But I think so far there's been uh, an interesting mix. They've just, uh, you know, uh, like when you look on the series side as well, that you have something as uh, sophisticated in a way as, uh, you know, or city-based like a Secret Games, but you also have something that's in a smaller town like Jamtara, Like you tell a female cop story that's strong enough like a she. She, But uh, at the same time, you talk about the innocence of growing up in a selection day. So there is, uh, we're trying to make sure that we cover the gamut. It's uh, early days in a lot of ways. And uh, so every single piece of content gets scrutinized so much because it looks like, oh, is this what Netflix stands for? But what Netflix stands for is a whole. It stands for, you know, variety. It stands for diversity. It stands for like anything that you're, you're in the frame of mind for right now. So we're trying to make sure that we cover in a lot of spots and as we find more and more about what it is that our members are enjoying, we'll always try and fill that up. And at the same time, make sure that if there's anything underserved, then we must speak to it.
1: That's great to hear. Uh, I think um, I, I agree with you as a, as a consumer. I think there are some some aspects of entertainment that I've started relating more and more to Netflix uh, again the strong female lead even in Indian shows is something that uh, that I'm truly delighted to see happen more and more. And I'm uh, putting more of those on my list as well. See Bulbul,
0: um, please see it. It's beautiful.
1: I will check it out for sure. When does it drop? It drops on the 24th. 24th. So yeah, this episode will go out on the 25th. So Bulbul is already out, guys, check it out. <laughs> um, I'm hoping by this time I will have done so as well. Um, Sushi, it is lovely to have you. Um, on Thank the show today. you so much um, for having me. I have one last question that's something that i ask uh, all my guests mm-hmm. and i'm particularly excited to ask you this it's a recommendation i mean share a piece of en- entertainment with my listeners that is important to you that you that's been yeah important to you in your life could be a book film uh, a music album could be a game could be a meme
0: oh goodness i'm a full entertainment child so whether it is my obsession with prince and just revisiting a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of his music my son bought me a vinyl of purple rain so oh, how I would, lovely like- tripping and uh, (laughs) reliving the youth. And, uh, but uh, I recently got to revisit Cobalt Blue, like I was saying, when we were working on the screenplay to read the book and to just see the beautiful, visceral writing. You know, it's an Indian author based like 20 years ago, but fabulous, fabulous work again. um, There's a a film uh, that's called The Half of It that we recently launched on uh, Netflix recently. I'm going to say it's going to be a couple of weeks now which I found was a beautiful, delicate little story. And then we have uh, another docuseries that's out called Filthy Rich, which was like really disturbing, but a total must watch. And coming out very soon is Athlete A, uh, which is about uh, the, uh, I don't know if it's going to be out by the time this podcast is out, but again, it's a must watch. And uh, we've had this Korean show called uh, King, the King, which has really done well for us in India. Yeah. So, and uh, Akuni, for sure
1: that is some amazing recommendations from shishthi Bailaria. um Shishi, thank you so much thank you uh, for being on storytellers and story sellers it was an absolute pleasure talking to you about uh, netflix and the work you are doing towards inclusivity to my listeners uh, it's pride month go out be proud and uh, keep listening to the show this is Vineet kanabar saying goodbye